This audio lecture is based entirely upon the casebook Sales and Leases, a problem-based approach by Scott J. Burnham and Kristen Juris. The casebook is published by Callie E. Langdell Press and licensed Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International. That means that the authors have allowed everyone to copy and redistribute the material in any medium or format and remix, transform, and build upon the material as long as users give appropriate credit. Don't use the material for commercial purposes and redistribute contributions under the same license. Much thanks is due to the authors for writing this book and providing it to everyone for free. In furtherance of this spirit and in compliance with the original license, I also license this audio lecture as Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Contracts Lectures. This is lecture number 14. And in this lecture, we'll be talking about buyer remedies under the UCC. So a summary of buyer remedies. Under sections 2-711 through 2-716, different remedies are available to the buyer, depending on whether, one, the buyer accepts the goods, or two, the buyer does not have the goods because either the buyer rightfully rejects or revokes acceptance of the goods, or the seller fails to deliver or otherwise repudiates the contract. If a buyer accepts and keeps non-conforming goods, a buyer may recover damages for the non-conformity, including damages for any breach of warranty. This is in section 2-714. And upon notice, deduct his damages from any part of the purchase price still due. This is section 2-717. If the seller fails to make delivery or otherwise repudiates, that is, the buyer never gets the goods, or if the buyer rightfully rejects the goods or rightfully revokes acceptance of the goods, that is, gets the goods but returns them to the seller, the buyer may cancel the contract, recover any portion of the price paid, and either cover and pursue damages under Section 2-712, recover damages for non-delivery based on market price as provided in Section 2-713, or in certain circumstances seek specific performance or recovery of the goods is allowed under Sections 2-502 or 2-716. In addition, the buyer has a security interest in the goods in his possession to the extent of any payments made on their price and any expenses 
reasonably incurred in their inspection, receipt, transportation, care, and custody. This means that the buyer may hold such goods and resell them to satisfy the amounts secured, remitting any balance to the seller. Remedies where buyer accepts non-conforming goods. Recall that the buyer may have a right to reject non-conforming goods. However, if the buyer accepts them, the buyer still has a remedy. Section 2-714 is the starting point to determine the measure of damages when a buyer accepts and keeps non-conforming goods. The measure of damages is different depending upon the basis of the claim. Under Section 2-7141, if the damages result from a claim other than breach of warranty, a common example is a failure to deliver on time, the measure of damages is, quote, the loss resulting in the ordinary course of events from the seller's breach as determined in any manner which is reasonable, end quote. In addition, the buyer may pursue any incidental and consequential damages as allowed in Section 2-715. Recall that we identified the warranties that a buyer may get under the UCC. Under Section 2-7142, if the damages arise from a breach of one of these warranties, the measure of damages is the difference at the time and place of acceptance between the value of the goods accepted and the value they would have had if they had been as warranted. Unless special circumstances show proximate damages of a different amount. In addition, the buyer may recover incidental and consequential damages under Section 2-715. We are often accustomed to sellers using their freedom of contract to provide for a different remedy for breach of warranty, such as repairing or replacing the defective part. Nevertheless, it is important to keep in mind that the default rule gives the buyer money damages for a breach of warranty. And notice, before a buyer can seek damages under Section 2-714, the buyer must give notification of the nonconformity to the seller as required under Section 2-607-3. The notice must be within a reasonable time after the buyer discovers or should have discovered the breach. Comment 4 to Section 2-607-3 states that the purpose of the notification requirement is, quote, to defeat commercial bad faith, not to deprive a good faith consumer of his remedy, end quote. Comment 4 also notes that a reasonable time for notification from a retail consumer is to be judged by different standards than the time period applicable to a merchant. Comment 4 also explains that the content of the notification need not include a clear statement of all the objections, but need merely be sufficient to let the seller know that the transaction is still troublesome and must be watched. However, several courts have required much more than some notice that a transaction is troublesome. 
In fact, one court has said that comment four is wrong in stating that mere notice that a transaction is troublesome is sufficient. That court required a clear statement informing the seller that the trouble experienced by a buyer constitutes a breach. And moving to the buyer's remedy of cover. Section 2-712 provides the buyer's remedy of cover or procuring substitute goods where the buyer has rightfully rejected or revoked acceptance or if the seller has failed to deliver or otherwise repudiates the contract. The buyer may cancel the contract and recover any portion of the purchase price paid. In addition, the buyer may reasonably purchase substitute goods, but in doing so, the buyer must act in good faith and without unreasonable delay. After covering, the buyer may recover damages from seller under the following formula. The cost of cover minus the contract price plus incidental and consequential damages minus expenses saved by the buyer. The substitute goods do not have to be identical to those called for under the contract. Comment 2 to Section 2-712 specifies that the goods must be commercially usable as reasonable substitutes under the circumstances of the particular case. The buyer is not obligated to cover. The buyer may choose another remedy. However, if the buyer fails to cover, the buyer will not be able to recover those consequential damages which could have been mitigated by cover. Now moving to the buyer's remedy of market price damages. As an alternative to the remedy of cover, Section 2-713 allows the buyer to recover damages for the seller's failure to deliver or repudiation. The measure of damages is calculated using the following formula. Market price at the time buyer learned of the breach minus the contract price plus incidental and consequential damages minus expenses saved by the buyer. Comment 1 states that the appropriate market to refer to in determining the market price is the place where the buyer would have obtained cover had she pursued that remedy. Comment 1 proceeds to state that this would be the place of tender unless the goods are rejected or acceptance is revoked after delivery, in which event the market would be the place of arrival. If the market price is difficult to prove, Section 2-723 provides that you can refer to the price prevailing within any reasonable time or at any other place which, in commercial judgment or under usage of trade, would serve as a reasonable substitute. However, notice must be given to the seller if the buyer intends to use a time or place other than those described in Section 2-713. And finally, specific performance. Specific performance is an equitable remedy, exercisable within the discretion of the court, if damages are inadequate. Since the remedy requires the court to order the seller to perform the contract, 
courts are reluctant to order it, since it may require court supervision. Also note that when a court awards money damages, it does not order the defendant to pay the damages. If the defendant does not pay, the plaintiff must attempt to collect the judgment. But if a court orders specific performance, then the non-complying defendant may be in contempt of court. Specific performance is often granted with respect to enforcement of a contract to buy or sell real property, since each parcel of real property is unique and the court can transfer the property if the defendant refuses. The UCC employs a slightly more liberal attitude for granting specific performance. Section 2-716 provides that specific performance may be decreed where the goods are unique or in other proper circumstances. If specific performance is a remedy which your client will want to pursue, you may increase your client's chances of obtaining specific performance if you include a provision in the contract allowing a non-breaching party to seek specific performance. However, the party's agreement is not binding on the court. And that brings us to the end of this lecture. Thanks, everybody, and take care.